Hello, and welcome back to the series review. I'm your host, Rhea B, and today I'm going to review the Keeper of the Lost City series by Shannon Messenger. Let's get started. Keeper of the Lost Cities. Ugh, how do I describe them? They're amazing. I'm very serious. I love these books so much. Love with a capital L-O-V-E. I could go on and on all day, but we have limited time. So let me tell you a little bit about the series. There are currently eight and a half books in the series. Book nine is scheduled to come out soon, though. The titles of the books are as followed. Book one, Keeper of the Lost Cities. Book two, Exile. Book three, Everblaze. Book four, Never Seen. Book five, Lodestar. Book six, Nightfall. Book seven, Flashback. Book eight, Legacy. And book eight and a half, Unlocked. Unlocked is a guide to the Keeper of the Lost City's world, but it does have a short novel part at the end. Now, I want to warn you of one thing. These books are long. Like, really long. The first book is 488 pages, and the books only get thicker. So these books might take you a while to finish, but they are so worth it. Another thing, Shannon Messenger kind of has a thing with cliffhangers. Okay, more than a thing. She practically tortures readers with her cliffhangers. I'm not kidding. I screamed after reading Unlocked, book eight and a half. But these books really are the best. Let me tell you a little bit about the first book. 12-year-old Sophie Foster has been an outcast since she was five when she woke up in a hospital hearing voices in her head, other people's thoughts. She's a telepath. One day, Sophie meets a funny boy named Fitz. He can read other people's thoughts, too. Sophie is whisked away to a world where people think she belongs, but she has secrets buried in her mind that evil people want. They'll do whatever it takes to get to Sophie. It sounds super intriguing, right? I read this book for the summary alone. It really hooks you to the characters, and soon you feel like you're living the story with Sophie and her friends. Let me read you a passage right now. Now, this is Atlantis, out and gestured to the gleaming metropolis ahead of them. Sophie's eyes felt like they had to stretch to take it all in. The city was wrapped in a dome of air, which faded into the ocean beyond. Twisted crystal towers soared into the skyline, bathing the silver city in the soft blue glow radiating from their pointed spears. The buildings lined an intricate network of canals, interconnected by arched bridges. It reminded her of pictures she'd seen of Venice, but everything was sleek and modern and clean. Despite being at the bottom of the ocean, the air was crisp and fresh. The only clue that they were underwater was a muted hum in the background, like the sound she'd heard when she put a seashell to her ear. You guys build with crystal a lot, Sophie observed as she followed Alden into the city. Alden smiled. Crystal stores the energy we use to power everything, and it's cut to let precisely the right amount of light in. Of course, we had to make some changes when we moved Atlantis underwater. We plated the buildings with silver so they'd reflect the firelight we created in the spheres and help illuminate the city. Why did you sink Atlantis and not the other cities? We built Atlantis for humans. That's why you know the real name of the city. A long time ago, humans walked these very streets. Sophie looked around. Elves wandered the shops, looking young and elegant. 
The men wore heavy velvet capes like they belonged at a Renaissance fair, and some of the women's gowns shifted color as they moved. Signs advertised two-for-one specials on bottled lightning or fast approval on spyball applications. A child strolled past with some sort of hybrid chicken lizard on a leash. No wonder humans invented crazy myths after the elves disappeared. They reached the main canal, and Alden hailed one of the carriages floating along the water, a silver almond-shaped boat with two rows of high-backed benches. A driver in an elbow-length green cape steered from the front bench, drawing the reins of some sort of brown creature skimming the surface of the waves. Sophie shrieked as the eight-foot-long scorpion with deadly pincers reared against the reins. Its tail curled up, looking ready to sting. What is that thing? A yurpterid, Aladdin explained. A sea scorpion. You're not afraid, are you? Fitz asked. She moved farther away. What is it with girls? Fitz leaned down and stroked the shiny brown shell along the yurpterid's back. Sophie waited for the pincers to slice him in half, but the creature held still, emitting a low hissing sound like it enjoyed being petted. See? Harmless. Fitz jumped into the carriage. Alden followed, holding the door open for her. Quillen's waiting, Sophie. It's time to find out what the, what's in that impenetrable mind of yours. See? Don't you just really want to read more? I know I do, and I've read this book three times. Another great thing about these books are that you can picture everything in your mind. They're so wonderfully detailed. Now, time for a word of caution. But this book is pretty clean. Sophie can get into some tough situations, like getting kidnapped. This book says it's recommended for age, ages 8 to 12, but I disagree. I would say ages 9 to 14-year-olds. If you have an 8-year-old child, maybe read the books with them. But honestly, these books are great for all ages. So if you're a 15-year-old and you want to read the series, well, go for it. Thanks for listening to the series review. And again, thanks to my friends and family who have sent emails and voice messages. They're so supportive, so keep them coming. I also put my email in the episode description if that's easier. Remember to stay safe, keep calm, and of course, read. See you later!